You're listening to Surrounded by History, a podcast of the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Produced by Radio Mankato with your host, Historical Society Executive Director Jessica Potter. And now, Surrounded by History. Hello and welcome to Surrounded by History. I'm your host, Jessica Potter, with the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Joining me today is Jeff Lang with Radio Mankato. Every week, this program explores the history all around us, the history in plain sight. For the next few segments of Surrounded by History, we will dig into the history, the stories behind some of our city parks. Over the years, the Historical Society has collaborated with the City of Mankato to create a heritage plaque program that places green, cast-iron historic plaques around the community, highlighting our local historic places. There are currently 18 heritage plaques installed around Mankato at historic buildings and homes and some of our city parks. Today, we hope you will enjoy being surrounded by history of Turtle Lot Park. So, we have to start by understanding where Turtle Lot Park is. Um, it is located on 300 West Mabel Street. Did you know we had a Mabel Street? I didn't know yet. No, I did not. <laughs> so, Mabel Street is at the north end of Mankato between North 2nd and North 5th Streets. So, we're just on the north end of town. Um, like many of the parks in that we're going to talk about, this one also anchors a neighborhood af- named after the park. So, we're affectionately known as Turtle Lot Neighborhood is um, encapsulated in tur- where Turtle Lot Park is. So, the park um, today is best known for Turtle Lot Pool, and that's our public swimming pool. And um, it also features picnic shelters, playground, pickleball courts. I think it's one of the few or only parks with a pickleball court, Um, sand volleyball courts, and a softball diamond. And of course, at this park, you will spot a green heritage plaque. So Turtle Lot Park has a, a great um, story. This is one of the, the few properties in the area that was a Works Progress Administration project. The park was created in 1939, and the Works Progr- Projects Administration was a Great Depression work program that put um, people to work. It employed them, gave them income, um, but the, the benefit of it was they were developing and creating infrastructure for across the United States. So it had a it had a purpose. The purpose was to put people to work, but it also was creating some of our great infrastructure. And so um, Turtle Lot Park is one of those WPA projects. And the WPA, I see like all over the place at like state parks and stuff too. Exactly. Like, that is what they, that's really kind of cool to know where that dates mm-hmm. back to then. Right. And so then you understand why that's showing up. It's because it was putting people to work. And it's, I'm guessing, minimum wage or lower at the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Cheap labor, but being used, and it was still work. Right. And I mean, we're in the, the, the throes, the deep throes of the Great Depression right. during this time. So anybody that could get any kind of job, it was it was critical. And so other places besides Sherlock Park in our neighbor, in our um, area would be Minneopolis State Park, as you mentioned, yep. with the state parks, and also the Lookout Point on Lookout Drive in North Mankato. Oh. When you pull over, you'll see that stone, um, that stone wall, and you'll also see a plaque there. And really, those stone walls are different. Those are dead giveaways that they're WPA projects. That's hilarious. I was just going to say, is it like a rule at the time that they had to use that stone wall? Because there's one there on the 
east side of Turtle Lot. Yep. Obviously, the walk down uh, Miniopa. Yep. And the bridge was the original bridge was pretty stone, I believe. Right. And then, of course, the the wall. But yep. look out! That's so funny. Yeah. That, that, that's the first thing I thought of. When I think mm-hmm. WPA. Yep. And I think that's a that's a true giveaway that it's a WPA project. Um, and so I don't know if it was just uh, really when you look at them, they're using their natural resources. They weren't bringing in some other product. Right. Um, and and again, at this time, the the country's in the throes of the Great Depression, so you were going to use what you had available. So um, back to Turlot Park, um, the WPA was responsible for that wall that we just talked about, mm-hmm. but they were also responsible for the construction of the swimming pool and waiting pool and the bathhouse. Um, and so when you take a look at those, those are all WPA projects. The And they opened um, June 30th, 1940. Wow. That's so, such a long time ago. It is. It's so crazy. I mean, it's not, and actually, it's still young compared to the other parks we've talked about. Right, right. And exa- But then it's, it's pretty neat to think about that. That are um, and, and there's been improvements, obviously, made to the pools and, and mm-hmm. to the bathhouse and things like that. But we're we're still um, we're still using a WPA project um, every single summer when right. when the when it gets hot outside, kids are flooding over to the pool. So it's pretty exciting. Now, why is it still called Turtle Lot, though? So Turtle Lot, I know it's a weird name. So why do we have a park named Turtle Lot? Well, he, there was a gentleman. His name was John E. Turtle Lot. And he was a lawyer in Mankato, um, a Civil War veteran. And he was Mankato's first philanthropist. So um, Turtle Lot was born in Connecticut in 1833. And at the age of 24, he opened a law practice here in Mankato in 1857. So Mankato is only about five years old by the time that he is settling here and opening a law office. Um, but the Civil War... He's very young to he, be a lawyer, too. Yeah, he was young. The town was young. Um, and it is also right around the corner, the Civil War breaks out in 1861. Um, well, he set out to recruit his own military company um, to defend the United States. And he they, that company was known as the Valley Sharpshooters. It later became Company H of the 4th Minnesota Infantry. Um, and this is a big deal for anybody that's a Civil War um, buff. There's the Company H... Was it for the for Minnesota was a, a really big deal. So um, Turtle Lot, though, he enlisted a whole bunch of people um, to be part of the Valley Sharpshooters. They were all volunteers, and um, he was, because he was the lead of it all, they elected him captain right away. Uh, August of 1862, he becomes a lieutenant colonel of um, the regiment, and by um, 1864, he's, or, I'm sorry, in 1862, he's a lieutenant colonel, and and then he becomes colonel a couple of years later. Um, but the big deal for the history buffs and the Civil War buffs, the 4th Minnesota <clears throat> Turtle Lot commanded them at the Battle of Champion Hill, the assault on Vicksburg, the Battle of Chattanooga, the Battle of Altoona, the Battle of Bentonville. And he was also part of a brigade during Sherman's March of March to the Sea. Wow. Yeah. So he a lot of things that stick out there from the history books. Exactly. So he plays a major role um, as a Civil War colonel um, and 
it's it just really remarkable. And he's all with that volunteer group. Um, he's kind of not officially part of the U.S. Army. He's part of the, the, the volunteer aspect of the Army. So after the Civil War ends, he returns back to Mankato to resume his law, law practice. Um, but he doesn't stay very long because the U.S. Army is pretty proud of what he's done. So they call on him and um, they, he gets uh, he serves a number of prestigious positions in the Army um, until he retires in 1885. So Did he ever he, come back to Minnesota then? He did not come back to Minnesota. He actually settled in La Crosse, Wisconsin um, to, after retirement. Um, I think there was family there. So he, he only has a really short little window of time in Mankato um, and goes off and does these, you know, these great things for during the Civil War. But he never forgets where he started from. And so in 1888, Turtelot donated $8,000 for the construction of the city's first hospital. Um, in exchange, the city was to provide a location, two acres of land at least. Um, and the idea was the first I proposal was to build it on Bunker Hill, which is what today's Highland Park is known as. Um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But instead, they decided to build Turtelot Hospital on Fourth um, Avenue and Maxfield Street. So that's that's still kind of that north end of town that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. This is west of Riverfront Drive. So the two-story, 20-room hospital opened in 1889. Um, the other thing about Turtle it's very interesting, and I wonder if it has to go tie back to his Civil War experience, but the other condition with the construction of the hospital, the condition he had with the city um, of Mankato at the time, was that the hospital had to be free of charge to anyone that was unable to pay. So I think that's really interesting. We're talking about the 1880s, 1889, and they're they're really concerned that people aren't going to get the health care they need and that they're going to be held back. If they don't have the money, they just won't go get the health the care they need. So really interesting. I mean, and it was a true community hospital. Local groups, churches, service clubs, they were all donating money. They would have special offerings on Sundays um, or whatever it was, and they would donate the money, the goods, whatever they could to support the operation of the hospital. At the time, this is the only hospital in Mankato. It's before the other two we learned about last week or right, whatever it was. Right. So this is the only hospital in Mankato. Um, so the city operates the hospital for about seven years, and then they turn it over to the Sisters of the Sorrowful Mother in 1897. And I know that's like, why are you telling me this? I've, there's a good reason. <laughs> I'm going to tell you in a second. I was actually curious what kind of group it is. So these are the sisters. So just think of the Catholic sisters. It's, okay, it's, okay, it's that, that kind of deal. Okay. Yep, yep. So their their order is the sour, sour, sorrowful. That's, ugh, that's I'm going to say it for a reason. <laughs> Mother. Um, but these are sisters, uh, Catholic, Catholic sisters, nuns. So um, that problem that goes back to that hospital, where they decided to build Turtelot Hospital, is it wasn't connected to city water or sewage. So um, so that's not ideal for a hospital, as you can probably right. manage. So there was a well, but the well could get contaminated. And, and the sisters, once they came, they were, um, they were already... Uh, their order, if I, you're probably using the word wrong, but they they were nurses, um, so they're they're used to this, um, but they want they want clean water, obviously, to right. run the hospital, so they only stay on for a couple of years, and then they they um, organized the construction of St. Joseph's Hospital, okay. which um, is in the was in the Lincoln Park neighborhood, which we talked about before. Yep. Um, and so then shortly after that, the Lutherans 
decide that maybe they could manage Turtle Lot Hospital, but decided that because of that that issue with the water and sewage, they decide to also build <laughs> in Washington Park, opening a manual Lutheran Hospital in 1906. So, um, so it's really interesting because Turtle Lot sets us up for that first hospital, um, but then it really led to St. Joseph's being built and a manual hospital, manual Lutheran Hospital being built. Um, but a fun little tidbit, so we, we know that Turtle Lot Hospital more than likely did not survive because we did we don't hear much about it right um so by 1906 early by 1902 they kind of had already abandoned the hospital and said you know we just it's not worth it we don't have the city city infrastructure um but when the lutherans were building emmanuel lutheran hospital um some of the stone from the old turtle lot hospital as that building was being torn down was used for the construction of emmanuel lutheran hospital so the hospital is actually only open for about uh, just short of twenty years. Yeah. Is that yep. right? Yep. So then, here's a question that I think kind of answers itself in your in the description here. Of, there was no sewer or city sewer or water. Um, how much had the city built to the north yet at that point? They hadn't. Because it seems like we're kind of really far right. north at that point because everything's right. down in the Washington Park area, Main Street area at this right. time. Right, right. And so and even by by the turn of the century, we are you, you are getting the Turtle Lot neighborhood. Um, you're getting those houses down there and you're getting um, – they're, they're starting to progress north, but really that area around Maxfield and um, 4th Avenue, that's really okay. an undeveloped area. And that's what I was thinking, too, because it's like, how far have they built out at that right. point? I always am curious about the, the footprint of, right. the, of the city itself mm-hmm. and how it's developed and built itself out. Right. And it would have gone north north and south more than east and west. Well, obviously, west would have been the river, and but east is the bluff. Right. So it would have taken – it would took a lot longer to get up. So we would have along up. the river first. Yes. We would have been stretched out we north to south before we really expanded east. And, and we can see that the development of how we expand. East, but that's really um, once transportation becomes a little bit easier to get up on the hill. Um, so yeah, you're still going to have houses down there, but a lot of it you're not going to have that city infrastructure right. for a while. Um, so so because of this really generous donation that made it possible for the very first hospital. Um, even though the hospital didn't exist, didn't stay for a really long time, um, in 1927, the city of Mankato named um, an abandoned rail, railway right-of-way Turtle Lot Parkway. And we've talked about that when we talked about Washington Park. Mm-hmm. This is located on North 4th Street, north of Washington Park. A railroad line was... Um, was what Washington Park was before it became That's a park. That's where that line came in from the right north there. Exactly. And so they um, had this this boulevard space. And you can see it when you're driving on North 4th Street. You've got this great big boulevard and the houses are set back and all of that. Well, you'll see a stone plaque or monument that says Turtelot Parkway. And that ties back to John Turtelot um, and his original donation as um, for the first hospital. So then a couple of years later, that's when, um, in 1940, so 1927, it's the parkway. Oh. And then when they're starting to build their um, 
they're, they're building the park and they actually did like a naming contest type of thing in the newspaper about what should we call this park. That's when they came up in 1940. They came up or 1930s. They came up with the idea of naming it Turtle Lot Park okay. um, because, again, the north end of town was where that first hospital was. So unfortunately, Turtle Lot died in um, 1891. So he never saw the park that was named after him. He never saw that parkway. He didn't even see the close of the hospital. Um, his, Which is maybe good for him. He might not have been happy about that. No, and his um, his ancestors did. He still had a brother, and that was kind of watching over it. Um, so there was quite a, a to do about getting hit, getting it back um, in order and respecting his brother's wishes for the community. But it's so interesting to think back about this man who made a donation um, and, and knowing that he really didn't want to be. He didn't stay here. He wasn't a resident that long. Right. But he's, but he's a resident at the beginning of Mankato being a city. So he had such an interest um, in seeing the city continue to grow, even though he wasn't going to live here, that he invested in that very first hospital. And donating $8,000 at the time had to be an insane amount. It had to. I mean, because I, I think what I was reading, I, I, I think it ended up um, ultimately changing to $9,000 um, that, that ended up paying for the full construction that- of it. It. Um, and I think he also supported it, uh, you know, with a little bit of money every year to make sure that they had the management and the, the resources they needed. Incredible. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty neat to think about. And we think about even today with, um, I mean, he's just the icon of philanthropy to start a start a community and to be involved in a community and then to watch all of the different groups and churches and service clubs that came alongside and were supporting it as well. And there was a lot of that um, about the, the pool when the pool was being built, even though it was a WPA project, obviously the, the city had to be involved in it um, with the parcel of land and a lot of the um, citizens of the community were really excited about it too and joined forces so um, it's just really neat to look at back at this man who who alone has such an incredible military history being involved in the Civil War but the impact and the legacy that he left in our community by making the decision to make that donation and he actually approached the city about it it wasn't the city approached him he when, wanted to come back and say here's what I want to do yep he wrote a letter to the city council and said here's my deal I'm going to cool. give you this money in exchange you're going to give me some land and we're going to build a hospital so that whole part of the neighborhood I mean it's just it's a beautiful area, that mm-hmm. whole part. And now to know the thing about it is the rail, where the railroad would have came through and how they built that that median in the, in the middle of that Turtle Lot Parkway and how mm-hmm. beautiful that neighborhood is. Right. And it all leads up to the park, which is like the hub of that, that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all because some guy wanted to donate that right. back. And that's so cool to think about. Right. And, and so how it's just become the hub of that area. Yep. People go there all the time for pickleball or whatever it may be. <laughs> exactly. And the park is bigger than you think it is, it is. too, because we only park really on the one side of the park. There's mm-hmm. more farther in. Right. And, and and so you get to, I mean, it's a really, we're lucky to have it. It's a chance for us to look back at a WPA project, um, which was putting people to work during the, the Great Depression. Um, it's knowing that there was a man who invested in our community with a donation. Um, he didn't He didn't need it. He was doing it for the citizens of the of the town. And so I, I just, it's a really neat way. Once once you understand the, the history behind some of these parks and the people behind some of these different places, uh, you realize what kind of a legacy is left behind when we invest in our community. 
Yeah, that's a really fun story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, so we hope you also enjoyed listening to today's program as we explored the history of Turtle Lot Park, the history of a place, a city park, a pool, all named after Mankato's first city philanthropist. All of the information we shared today comes from the archives of the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Until next time, we hope you see the history that surrounds you. You've been listening to Surrounded by History, a podcast from the Blue Earth County Historical Society, produced by Radio Mankato. For more information on this and other topics, visit BlueEarthCountyHistory.com or stop by the Blue Earth County History Center at 424 Warren Street in Mankato. Thanks for listening to Surrounded by History. History.